Welcome everyone to the Fight Shed Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events of the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel and joining me is my co-host Alan. So Alan, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. It was so exciting. There's so many fights to review. Boxing was amazing. I cannot wait to get into it today. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. We did have a great weekend full of sports, um, you know, MMA, UFC, actually. And there was also, also, we probably won't cover it today, but there was also Bellator. And I saw a little bit of Bellator also on Friday night. So it was a full weekend, Friday and Saturday, uh, of none but combat sports. Yeah, let's get into it, Let's right? get in. Let's go ahead and start with the MMA portion of the show. First up, UFC fight night. Uh, fight night 188 Rob Font versus Cody Car- Garbrandt um, from the Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. First fight on the card was um, Jack Hermanson and Edmund Shavazian. Yes, yes, this was uh, this was a good one because um, you saw in the first round where Shavazian came out swinging with some quick jabs and some low leg kicks, and there was a bunch of exchanges, and I and it, uh, I felt like. Uh, Shabazian was already on his way towards the end of the round to winning this fight already. He came out swinging, I mean, like a madman, trying to prove a point that he belongs there because he's coming off of a loss, two losses in a row, right? Yes. And so he comes up with the Joker, Hermanson, and, you know, as we'll see in the first round. Yeah, yeah, definitely came out swinging, was giving uh, Hermanson all kinds of of fits. but, you know, Hermanson, he he's, is a veteran. He has seen a lot of fights. And uh, I thought he uh, uh, sat there and just kind of maintained his he composure. Weathered, weathered the storm. Weathered the storm, yeah. You know, in, uh, in my notes, I, I show here that uh, he looked real slow. And he kind of does. I mean, kind of looking back at it, too, he looked really slow, trying to get a couple of takedowns. He Maybe in the first round or now in the second round, he started working on the takedowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, that, and that's that's where Hermanson's really good is is he uh, saw that he wasn't going to be able to stand up with Shabazian, so he just took control on the ground and just ground and pounded him for the next two rounds. Exactly, and it looks like um, he took over within the second and third round. I've heard some other people call or mention Shabazian looked like he ran out of gas in the second round. And especially in the third round. So that's one of the things that kind of impacted the whole match. And you can see that he, in the third round, it was just all um, Hermanson with the uh, with the ground control. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that, like you were saying, uh, Shabazian just lacks some conditioning right now. And I think his wrestling skills uh, need to be fine-tuned because... Hermanson was just taking control of it in the third round for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think I've seen um, some uh, statistics saying that Hermanson had seven minutes worth of ground time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Seven minutes. Well, that makes sense, yeah. Of course, he came out with the win. You know, he's in control. He ended up with a unanimous decision. Correct. Correct. 29-27 across the board? Across the board, yeah. Yeah. Unanimous um, decision on that. One judge probably gave one round to uh, Hermanson, but... You know, I really didn't see. Maybe at that first round, I could. could that was a swing round, probably. To Shabazian. Yeah. Shab- Shab- I said Hermanson. Yeah, you did. Shabazian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but other than that, it was kind of like a sweep, a clean sweep. Yeah, it was. It was. So moving forward, though, you know, I don't know if Shabazian should have fought somebody yet in the top 10, but it, it is what it is, I guess. I, I see Shabazian being a, well, he's right now, I think he was ranked number 20 coming into the fight. And they were pumping him up throughout the whole 
right um time he was coming up i think he had a 11 or 11 fight win streak or he was 11 and 0 coming in right coming into a couple fights ago and then he lost Derek brunson this is two, two fights in a row now two fights, Makes in, a row, two yeah. fights in a row that he's lost before that he was 11 and 0 um fought brad tarvaris he knocked him out um but then uh, ran into Derek brunson and now jack hermanson so i I'm with you. I think he came out a little bit too early they, as far as matching him up into a uh, top 10 fight. And here's the other thing is he's on a, on a uh, two-fight losing streak. And, you know, the UFC is tightening their bell on UFC fighters. And so, you know, we're seeing where people that have three three losses and for sure four losses are getting cut. So he's going to need to pick wisely on his next fight for sure. Yeah, especially that um, middleweight division where it's a stack up and down. Going yeah. down top five, we got Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, yep. Paulo Costa, yep. Marvin Mittori, Jerry Cannonier, Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, Darren Till, Uriah Hall. I mean, let's look at Hermanson's point of view. Where does he go from here? I mean, it's just not – there's nothing really available for him going up. Maybe someone down from, you know, top maybe 10, 15, um, maybe can come up to fight him. But I don't see Hermanson fighting up. Yeah, I, I don't see where most of, most of them are either just got done fighting or going to be fighting soon. And gosh, he's going to, I guess he's just going to have to fight down to move up sometimes. That's what happens. You know? I think maybe the, if your eye is not booked already, um, maybe him sometime in the fall. Yeah, and and Uriah Hall's coming off a really not really a fight, so Correct. he should be fresh. He he should still be in shape. So yeah, I would like that fight, Hermanson versus Hall for sure. Um, Hermanson's not getting any younger either, so I don't, you know, I don't. What let's is see. his age? He we have him. Uh, he's listed at age thirty-two. Okay, but he looks uh, he's an older thirty-two. I mean, yeah, as far as his, uh, right. his the way he looks, the way he's fighting. Um, just how he responded to the first round, yeah. second round, third round, I, you know, he took it to the ground, and you know, which I, I believe it was a benefit for him. Yeah. But that's Jack Hermanson yep. and uh, Edwin Shabazian. Uh, Hermanson with the decision win. Next up on the card, Ricardo Ramos and Bill Allegio. Uh, it was a decision. Not really on my radar. I, it wasn't either. I didn't really watch that one. We we actually had an, another fight that we had already picked on it. Yeah, it was scratched. The yeah. fight that, that was supposed to be there was scratched. This one ended up in a decision. Uh, 30-27, 30-27, 29-28, -28, After that, we had a women's featherweight bout. Uh, Norma Dumont versus Felicia Spencer. Yeah, so... Uh, this fight uh, started really slow. Sure it did. Wa it wasn't even a leg leg kick or even a punch in the first thirty seconds. Oh, or a punch landed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe for the first minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I noticed Felicia Spencer. She looked heavy coming in. I mean, she did look. Yeah, she does look really heavy. heavy. And this yep. other girl, Dumont, um, she does look big, but she's like a lean, thick woman that right. uh, right. has uh, tree trunks with legs. You know, um, first round, I I think I gave it to Felicia just because you know maybe because I know her more. Yeah, and yep. I felt like maybe she just had a little bit more presence. Sometimes I believe judges look at that too. It's like who's been there in the game for a little while longer. Maybe if it's a tie, they probably give it to the person that's more known. Yep, absolutely. And so, and then the second round, um, I think it kind of fell apart for Felicia. She showed that she wasn't, um, I guess, in tuned or as far as, you know, maybe she didn't have a great fight camp. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. She didn't look like herself, like the, the person we saw fight Amanda Nunez 
right. or uh, Chris Seibold. But but I also think that Norma was finally finding her range Correct. to to hit Spencer, and uh, finding that right distance was uh, was critical for her in that second round, which I think she ended up winning that second round. For, yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, you can see some of the highlights where she's just tagging her, you know, muscling her around, actually using her her leg strength, her arm strength. Pushing uh, Felicia Spencer around on that one, but that fight ended up in a, as a decision, a split decision also. So right, I right. mean, um, we have 30-27, and twenty nine twenty eight. Um, but in the end, it was Dormont with the win and the victory. Where does Felicia Spencer fit? Yeah, so after where, this loss, yeah, where are we at on her? Let's let's take a look well, here. Um, she looked like she's well, she's actually it's a featherweight, so there's not really rankings. Two, um, two losses in a row for her, but of course, one was to the GOAT herself, Amanda yeah. Nunes. So, I don't know if we actually count that one. Um, and she's in the featherweight, you said? Yeah, featherweight, okay. which is, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not even a ranking for the featherweight, because that's, there's not a lot of women in that, uh, in that um, division. Oh, I see that. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's um that was that was Chris Cyborg. It was actually created for Chris Cyborg. That's right. And then uh, Amanda Nunez went up and right. um, won the title. But she's had several fights under that, uh, where at least several women went ahead and went up and wait and tried to fight yeah. Nunez. Well, I, I think like we, we were always going to talk about, uh, I think there's going to be great things ahead in the future as women start learning and, yeah. and they're young, you know, learning younger. Yeah. And there's just going to be uh, more talent in the next few years. So Yeah, there's this one that's in the PFL right now. Her name is Kayla Harrison. She's been calling out... Um, a lot of people in the UFC right now, oh, and even Amanda hey. Nunez. So, did you, did you watch her fight? A uh, I did ago? not fi- oh, see that, but geez. you know, so she's already the champion. In, yeah, in PFL. she won a million dollars already right. last year for and, that. Mm-hmm. And sh- I think she, I think she took out her opponent in in a minute or so yeah. in her last fight a couple weeks ago. And you're right, she is not happy in the PFL. Mm-hmm. She wants more competition, and I can see her going somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, and her her contract, Kayla Harrison's contract, is in ends at the end of this season. So I'm sure uh, Dana White's doing what he can to try to pull her this way to the UFC. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, after this, uh, the women's uh, featherweight bout, we had a heavyweight bout: Jared Vandera versus Justin Taffa. It was it was a heavyweight fight. Uh, I love the heavyweights. Uh, you know they're going to be just throwing bombs if they can. I do feel like they both had different objectives when you when you were watching them. Mm-hmm. It looked to me like, you know, Taffa was looking for the knockout. Uh, the knockout yeah. And Vandera, Vandera, yeah. Vandera was doing a lot of leg kicks and, and jabs. So yeah, more more tactical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking back at the highlights, you know, you can see that, you know, of course Vandera is bigger, bigger guy, maybe have a longer reach, you know, able to get to Taffa a little bit faster. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It looked like Taffa was trying to go for that knockout. Heavyweight's always going to try to go for the knockout. Yeah. You know, one hit from no matter who it is, a knockout hit or not, or a heavyweight hitter is going to always going to have a knockout power. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but this one got really bloody towards um, the second, second. round. Yeah. Very bloody. I thought they were going to stop it. He, he, Taffa, uh, he fired away a, a big pair of punches and mm-hmm. then cut uh, the, the mountain open. Yeah. Uh, late in the round, and then landed a big shot to stumble him towards the end. Yeah, yeah. no, there was a gushing amount of blood yeah. coming out of uh, Vandera's uh, cut and on, on the forehead. It was a terrible, but 
Um, I think someone even said they saw kind of a skull, you know, maybe oh, no. it was that deep, but, um, it was just gushing. His whole belly was full of blood and, but whenever it was cleaned up, it looked just like a simple yeah, little cut. <laughs> I, I, I'm amazed at the corner work that, that these guys do on these fighters because literally they, they look like a bloodbath on yeah. their face and then they come out like nothing's, nothing's wrong. Yeah. So it's. It's crazy. So, um, at the end, in the end, we had a decision win for Jared Vandera. Yes. Unanimous. 30-27 across. Well, 37-27, 37-27, 29 So, let's see. Let's look at the heavyweights. I mean, Vandera, you know, he was coming in. Let me see what he was ranked. I think we know who's at the top of that list of heavyweights. Well, right? I mean, Vandera doesn't even, is not even ranked yeah. on the UFC. So, Tafa wasn't even ranked either. So it was just one of those, you know, fights to see where everyone's at. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens with the uh, heavyweight division. Yeah, um, Tafa is on a what win streak here? Oh, Tafa looks like he is. Well, he's on a two fight losing streak. Okay. And uh, he's only he's one in three in the last four. Okay. So, I mean, you know, just like you mentioned before, you know, you'll see his their strings a little bit shorter that's coming, you know, with the popularity and, you know, more talent coming up through the yeah. ranks. So I think, um, that's one of those things to consider, especially in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And, and Vandera, he, he needs a few more fights before he even thinks about getting in the top 10, in my opinion. Yeah. Vandera. He doesn't look, he doesn't look experienced enough for me to, to fight anybody in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's not even on the wiki, <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. So I mean, there's really, I don't, I don't think he's experienced enough to, for no. any of these guys. No. Volkov and Blades, no way. Obviously, Derek Lewis is probably going to fight. Ngannou. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Stipe is going to wait for the winner for that yeah, one. Exactly. So. And then yep. John Jones might go into. Maybe John Jones is a fighter that he can come and start up with, you know, against Vandera. He just says like a tune-up. Yeah, it's a tune-up because yeah. I don't even think he gets out of the first yeah. round with yeah. Jones. Well, then um, after that, we go into our, uh, you know, women's strawweight fight. I was Actually, excited about this the one. fight of the night, yeah. you know. So, it was uh, Carla Esparza versus Jan Shannon. Jan Shannon, right? Yeah. Um, and they, they hyped up Jan. I mean, they... They sure did. The, pa- the panda. I think yeah. that's what they call her. They really wanted wanted her to keep rising. So, I, I think Carla Esparza used that as motivation to uh, stop any of that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, she was on. She's undefeated in the UFC, six and zero in the UFC coming into the Carla Sparza fight, really being hyped up, like you said, with um, the US UFC. But uh, she ran into Carla Sparza, and you know, first even from the get go, I believe Sparza showed her dominance. You know, especially on the ground. She did. She used her experience. She was uh, definitely being patient, wanting to control the ac- action, and ju- and just not get. Uh, Jan to start anything in this fight. Nothing. It looks like, you know, Jan didn't even prepare anything for the ground game. It looks like she's yeah. just all power. Um, you know, she wasn't prepared for that. And, and right right in the first first round, she uh, had an elbow strike to the forehead and mm-hmm. opened her up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, opened her up um, pretty bad. It was a pretty bad cut. Yeah, yeah, it was. It almost rivaled the fight, <laughs> fight before. before that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so eventually, you know, um, actually, the only TKO of the night um, for the, the for it the was. card. So yeah. we had Carla Esparza putting her in a crucifix. She laid down the elbows and the punches on her yeah. until finally the uh, ref stopped it in the second round. Yeah, Esparza, you know, just looked on her grappling game. You know, just taking the opponent down um, and just out muscling her on the ground. She looked great. Mm-hmm. So it was a TKO win for Carla Esparza. What's next for Carla? I think there's only one 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 opponent 
and it's I think, be, right? And they and they both want it. Yeah. Do you think so? I do because you think both of them want it. And do you think uh, Nominius wants it. The reason why she wants it is because in 2010, the Cookie Monster Carla beat Thug Rose, and I think uh, her being the champion now, it's it's a must fight. Yeah, that fight was right? for the inaugural strawweight um, championship, women's oh, championship. Wow. So that was the first belt um, for a women's championship. And yeah, um, this was 2014, like you said. And I won it. I, I would like to see it. What about Joanna? You know, what? where does she fit into this? But, you know, she's coming off with the fight of the year, of course, with Jiawei Li. Yeah. And so, um, well, she lost that one. She's lost two times to uh, uh, Naman Nunez. Right. And so, I guess a lot of people are leaning towards more a Cookie Monster fight well, versus... Uh, Doug Rose. Here's the thing. When you look at the when you look at the rankings, I mean, it's stacked. It is stacked mm-hmm. for any you know any other division. This this is a good division. We got you know Doug Rose at one, mm-hmm. uh, Wei Lee at number two, who's only got one loss. Yeah. And you could argue that they should run it back possibly. Uh, yeah, right. You could. There uh, is an argument there. You do have Joanna sitting at number three. Well, she is. I uh, I think she her last loss was actually to. Way Lee, but it was last year. Yeah. I mean, it was a year ago. Yeah. Then you got Carla, and then you got the one she just beat. Yeah. I mean, and then there's you know going down the list, you got Marina Rodriguez. Yep. Mackenzie Dern's coming back. Yeah. She's she's really good. I mean, you know this this whole division, the women's um, what is it? The women's strawweight division is probably of course going to be the women's uh, strongest division. In UFC, I mean, because on the other side, you got Valentino Shevchenko and then Amanda Nunez dominating their weight class. Right. But this one's probably going to be the most competitive. So then maybe you could do Joanna and Rose if you wanted to, and then do Whaley versus Asparza, and then... Nah, I would no? rather see okay. uh, Thug Rose and Carla, okay. and then the winner of that one fights the winner of uh, the rematch of Whaley and... Joanna, jo- jo- oh, that would be amazing. Fight. Those those are solid fights. Those would be same yeah. card, right? <laughs> yeah, same card. Right? That would be great. Yeah, it would be. Yep. Well, after that, we go into the main event of the night: a bantamweight bout, Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Yes, 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 yes. How do you feel about that fight? Uh, well, compared to had you follow, <laughs> yeah, a really good fight of uh, Carlos Farza. I just uh, I don't know what's going on with with No Love. I don't know what's going going on with them. Um, I don't know if it's No Love uh, has slowed his skills or Rob Font's really that good. You know, I've heard other people describe um, Cody Garbrandt is who he is. He's a boxer. He's one of those guys that's not going to do anything special. He's just going to knock you out, try to knock you out, get physical with you. Rob Font is a little bit more tactical. You know, he likes to. You know, he's more, he can wrestle. He can also box with you. He tried to take him down 10 times and was only successful three times out of those 10 Garbrandt. times. Garbrandt was. Yeah. And it seemed like that's all he wanted to do was try to get some points off takedowns, yeah. which yeah. Font has a, a great defense for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could clearly see that once Font found that range of for jabs and punches, it, it was just over. And that's what I noticed is that yeah. Font's, the reach was there already. You know, yeah. every time... Font through that jab, he would touch um, No Love faster than No Love could do anything or even respond, you know, throw a jab back. The the length of, of Font was more visible in the fight because, you know, he just get that jab and always yeah. hitting that jab and using that jab to, to dictate the tone of the fight. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it ended in a decision. And, and I think that uh, for the most part, the refs were spot on on it. 
Yeah, definitely. For the most part, I think one had it 48-47. Uh, the other ones had it 50-45 uh, yeah. and 50-45. Which, again, I don't understand how... <laughs> How one judge can be like so far off on the other two, but that's why you have three judges. Yeah, that's why. So where do we go with no love? Well, he has lost four of the last five. Uh, Two of them have been to Dillashaw for the for the belts, but it's still four out of the last five. I mean, Um, you know, we'll see him back, of course, fighting again. But, you know, where do we go? I mean, he's let's look at his rankings and he's in a deep division. Aljamain Sterling being the champion. Peter Yawn. They're going to fight here in the fall. Corey, Corey Sandehagen. Then you have Rob Font, and we'll get to him here in a second. So Cody Garbrandt was ranked number five. Or probably number four, but now number five. For sure. But everyone else, I don't know if they want to fight him now. You know, is people going to want to watch him fight someone with a bigger caliber right now? Right, right. I, I think he has to fall back a little bit. I think maybe a Jose Aldo? Maybe. I mean... Fred, that's okay. Frankie? Frankie Frankie Edgar yeah I mean I okay. think Frankie Edgar might be one Garbrandt does not need to fight a young guy right now no. as far as no. you know Garbrandt's young himself but he doesn't need to fight he needs to find himself again and fine-tune himself again he's coming off a terrible bout of COVID you know where he had blood clots he had uh vertigo before that he broke some bone in you know I think his leg or his arm and so he's been out for almost a year since that Asansao fight where he knocked out Asansao. He was cloud nine right when he knocked him out. But then since then, injuries and COVID really has taken him down. Um, I might give him a pass this time and see. Right. But let's see. I want to see him fight lesser competition right now. Well, and it's like a lot of the fighters. Uh, um, I know McGregor said one time, I, I want to stay active. I, yeah. I need to be active. When you're not active, you're going to have that ring rust. When you're training, that speed is entirely different than when you get in the ring for an actual fight. Exactly. I don't mind him finding an Edgar fighting uh, Frankie Edgar. Okay. Yeah, I would I would do that. And oh, then with, with Font, uh, I'm thinking Corey Sanhagen and... TJ Dillashaw in that fight, the winner of that. But they're they're gonna well maybe yeah right you're right, right. yeah because I don't think they'll put him into a championship fight just yet. No, of course Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan are going to be fighting sometime in the fall. Yeah, and I think Sterling is hurt, and so he's yeah he's to, hurt right yeah. now. He's trying to recover, and and I certainly don't think Font should be fighting Peter Yan. No, so no. I, I think. He, for him to move up, he's going to fight the winner of the, the next fight. And, you know, Correct. That'll be good for him. You know, the only thing that I was kind of seeing with uh, Font that was interesting is, you know, four of his last fights were decisions, which well, is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a UFC fight night uh, 188. Overall, how did you feel about this uh, fight card? You know, the last two, that the last two pay-per-views that, you know, episode one, episode two were so exciting that yeah. this one kind of failed for me a little bit because yeah. like you said, out of the six uh, main cards, five of them were decision. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I wanted a little bit more action. It, it felt to me like uh, the fighters were just trying to stay in the fight. Yeah, and, exactly. You know? Yeah. How did you feel about it? Um, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's lackluster. Um very, the brightest spot, of course, Carla Esparza. And that's a talk of the night, even though, you know, it was a co-main event. She won $50,000 where she was the uh, performance of the night. Yeah. And uh, Friday night was Vandera versus uh, Tafa. Yeah. yeah. But that was fight of the night. And, um, but yeah, lackluster. I think a lot of blood. 
but lackluster. Yeah, a little lackluster. Now we're looking ahead. This weekend, there's no fights for UFC, so that's kind of odd. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it, but it's Memorial Weekend, so that's probably... And it's rare that they don't have one. Yeah. It just seems like every weekend. Exactly, they exactly. They need a break, too, right? Yeah, and what was interesting was um, we were going to talk about maybe uh, doing a little preview of one championship in power, which was going to be a all-girl fight card over in oh, wow. in China. Wow. And they ended up postponing it because of did their they? current COVID-19 situation. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was looking at that. They were going to do a big old one event. Very interesting um, program they have going on over there in China, I yeah. believe, right? Yeah. So, and you know China, they, they just like everything crazy over there, huh? And and that and that championship one has a couple of former mm-hmm. UFCs. They've yeah. got Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. And they have Demetrius and yeah, uh, Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. Demetrius yeah. Johnson. They haven't fared very well, but they no. are over there. Well, um, Johnson was doing good, but then he got knocked out with what in the UFC would have been illegal, but over there in one, it was a legal shot. It right, was a, right. his knee was his hand was on the ground, and uh, he got kneed in the head. Other UFC news: Paul Felder Feldler retires. Hats off to the Irish Dragon on calling it a career. Felder, who is 37, made his UFC debut on October 4th, 2014, and since then compiled a 9-6 record over the course of 15 fights. He will be remembered as a fierce competitor, never backing off and willing to take the fights on short notice, just like he did a couple, um, about six months ago, where he just took a a fight on the short notice. Yes. Uh, He was the last person to defeat the champion, uh, Oliveira right now. Oh, really? He knocked him out. Ever since then, Oliveira has been on, a, I think, a seven or nine fight yeah. winning streak. Um, Felder finishes his career with 17 wins and six losses overall through his 10-year career. Um, he will now start focusing on training for an Ironman events, triathlons, and his budding broadcasting career with the UFC and ESPN. The Fight Shade sends out their um, well wishes to uh, Paul Felder. Absolutely. And I, I look forward to always hearing him commentating. Yeah, he's, he's great. really he's good. Really good. Really yeah. good commentator. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to uh, the Irish Dragon. Yes. Do you have anything else on the UFC? I do. Uh, we talked about Jacare Souza and yeah. if he was going to be in the UFC still. And he is no longer on the oh, roster. Wow. It was his final fight. His uh, contract was up. Yeah, well, not not too much of a shock there. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure he's going to recover, and then I'll, I'm sure he'll look at options of other than UFC. Yeah, I mean, you know, other places are kind of coming up. Bellator is coming up. PFL is coming up. As far as you know, there's getting a lot of sponsorships. ESPN carries uh, the PFL also. Yep. Um, and then one's on TNT. Yep. You know, yep. and Bellator is on Showtime. Yeah. So it's um, lots people, of options. Yeah, there's going to be several options. And and like you said last week, he he's still got some fight in him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. Uh, the last thing I got, and it'll kind of segue into our boxing, is uh, Thriller backers. They're the ones that do a lot of the celebrity uh, boxing matches. They said they pledge $1 million to charity if USC clears a GSP versus Oscar De La Hoya boxing match. What do you think about that? Do you want to see that? <laughs> I do not. But, I don't want to see that. But I don't. how do you think it would turn out? Hypothetically speaking, how do you think that, that match would end up? I mean, I've heard this before. Like, a professional boxer versus a professional MMA guy. The MMA world has kind of been embarrassed already within Twice the last now, yeah right? right or with um with uh mcgregor 
Well, yeah, McGregor. And I mean, he's, he but he put out in a fight, right? Yeah. He went seven rounds. But then we have Jake Paul versus uh, Ben Askren. Yes. And that was a terrible, terrible, terrible. It was awful, wasn't it? Awful. Awful. Like, I thought it was, it would have gone better than what it did. I did so too. I don't, but I don't then know. again, again, I've heard, you know, you have a an amazing wrestler going up an, against a boxer. Yes. And so that just, there's no, there's no competition there. I don't know how this would end. I would, I would pick for GSP because I think he's probably always in shape. He's always working out. I mean, I've heard right now within the last day or so that, um, there's been, Talks of Habib and GSP fighting pretty soon within the next year. What? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, breaking news on the fight shed. Yeah. It's we breaking didn't, news. Yeah, we did, didn't report it, but we reported it for somewhere. Did GSP call you? Or? <laughs> right. They got a text from <laughs> GSP. Text and said, hey, it's going to be on. Yeah. yeah. Break it on your, your show. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't look forward to that. And I pretty, I'm pretty sure nothing will come to fruition with that yeah, episode. I, yeah. I... <sighs> Having watched uh, my limited knowledge of boxing as I'm learning, uh, it is a sweet science. And, and I just think that uh, even at the age of, what, 55 for Oscar De La Hoya, I think he, he beats GSP. It doesn't matter the in shape. In boxing, he, right? Yeah, in, in boxing. boxing. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they say the last thing that go, yeah. to go is power. Yeah. So maybe he still has some power. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's it for our UFC or MMA part of the show. Let's not go into an exciting world of boxing, this boxing weekend that oh we had. Oh, my gosh. How, how, did, uh, how did you uh, enjoy this uh, this weekend of boxing? I absolutely enjoyed it. And, and it was just one match that you saw oh. that, that was really featured this week. Yeah, one match. I, I, I did watch the undercard a little mm-hmm. bit of that yeah. one. But I will have to tell you that coming from you know my age where the 80s had some Hagler and and yeah. all those good ones, right? <laughs> yeah. The Slugfest, this one absolutely lived up to all its hype. Absolutely. It was a back-and-forth fight. Uh, even if the, the, the judging doesn't look like w- that way with the points, it just when Josh uh, Taylor would do a flurry of punches and seem like he was going to put Ramirez down, Ramirez would come back, back with a flurry of punches. It yeah. was just incredible. What did, you, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a really b- intense fight back-and-forth. Um, you know, I was expecting Ramirez to come out and, you know, do his thing, fight the fight. Um, it looked like Josh Taylor was just a little bit more, um, ready for this fight, more toned. He looked, he looked more skillful tonight. That yeah. night. Yeah. I actually, I actually wrote down by round what I thought about each round. Yeah. So, um, if you want to go through it real quick, I thought the first round was a toss up. Mm-hmm. For me. Uh, but then I saw second and third round. Ramirez started finding his range, and uh, it went to Ramirez. Second, yeah, third, second, right? second, third. That's exactly how I had it, okay. too. Um, in the fourth, I had Taylor giving some great body shots to Ramirez. Mm-hmm. But then Ramirez came back strong with about a 10 or 20 second flurry of jabs and shots. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could have. I could have put 9-9 nine, nine on that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. For fifth and sixth round, I had uh, for both for Taylor. Yes, but again, it, those are, could be swing rounds, right? Yeah, and yep. in, um, the what is the seventh round? That's when we had uh, the first knockdown. I actually had the first knockdown in the sixth round. Is it sixth round? Yeah, yeah sixth round, first knockdown to Ramirez early in the round, and then uh, you could tell Ramirez was struggling to get his bearings. My goodness, that was a shot that he took, didn't he? Wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It's just amazing, right? Amazing. I mean, he still got up. He, I think the. Um, I even 
maybe it was this knockdown, but uh, the ref kind of gave him some time to kind of, hey, he did, are you okay? He? Are you all right? Let's, let's Which I'm it. good with that. You yeah. know, this is this this is a big fight, and there's yeah. a lot, lot, lot of lot of uh, things on the line. Two belts for each, and also they yeah. have undefeated records. So, so this fight, Josh Taylor versus um, uh, Jose Ramirez, was for a unification fight for all of the 140 pound belts: um, the WBA, IBF, WBC, and the DB, WBO. Um, belts all on the line on the one night, just how it should be, right? You yeah, know? absolutely. It should always be some some similar like this every night, oh, every you know championship fight. Yeah, right? absolutely. It, it was a very action packed fight. Yep. We seventh round. Seventh round. Yep. Was um, another was a hard shot. Uh, it was actually late. You, you think it was late? No. Well, no. I think it was it was late in the round. So oh, oh yeah, he, late in the round. Yeah, yeah, he went he went to the corner, and I could tell in that eighth round he was still a little foggy coming. Yeah, out. he it was he he was a little foggy on that. Yep. And it it was kind of funny because uh, it seemed like Ramirez was uh, doing a lot of tying up just to try to get his bearings, and the color uh, color guy on the broadcast said. His quote was, no peace treaties when you're all tied up. Right. I'm like, God, that I was mean, funny. Um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get to that that tie-up where um, Taylor just broke off and gave him an, a nice uppercut to knock him down. Yeah. Knock him uh, loopy. A lot of people see that dirty. What do you think? Um, I just think it's uh, part of fighting and, fighting and boxing, right? I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't see it as late to me. I think that fighters should be aware when you're when you're pulling back or or you're getting uh, I guess untied to just watch. Yeah, and that was in the seventh round. So back to back rounds, we had uh, two knockdowns right there. So yeah, and that was scored and it should be that should have been scored eight to ten on those two rounds. Um, and then for the rest of the fight, it looked like you know Taylor was just on cruise control. He was on cruise you control. know just you know running around the ring. Yeah, because. It's a boxing game where you you can get caught, and especially with Ramirez, if he if everything came back, he would have got you. Yeah, you know? and that 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 was always a fear, and that's what I was pulling for, being biased, being the person that chose right. him to win. Right. Um. Well, I was thinking, okay, just get your bearings going and come out and um, you know, get get try to get the knockout because he needed it at that point. Yeah, it looked like Taylor put it on cruise control, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Yeah, but. You could also tell uh, in the 10th round that Ramirez was running out of gas. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was funny between the rounds for Ramirez's corner, man. He tries to pump him up. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, do it for all of Mexico. Yeah, do, do it for your family. <laughs> yeah, your do it for family. everybody. Yeah, so. yeah, try to you know get some uh, inspiration on Yeah. Uh, in the end, we have um, a unanimous decision, 14 to t- 114 to 112 Yeah. for three judges. Yeah. What did your scorecard look like? Uh, it, I thought it was higher than that. I probably would have put it higher than that. Yeah, oh, wow. I do. Yeah, because I, I felt like, t- you know, those last three or four rounds was definitely Taylor, yeah. even though it was ghosting because Ramirez was running out of gas. And then yeah. you got, and then there should have been two 10 8 rounds. You had knockdowns. So, yeah, well, I mean, I had it, you know, okay, those last mm-hmm. rounds where Taylor was running around, yeah. he wasn't scoring points in my, in my book. So I gave those rounds to, to uh, Ramirez. Okay. Uh, you know, what I mean? yeah. just just okay. logically thinking, because you know, Ramirez is going to try to get his points there, whatever. Taylor was not trying to score, not trying to really, you know, get the knock. It was just cruise control, right? Um. So, uh, my 
scorecard, my bias scorecard, sure. had it 113-113. And obviously, I took Taylor, so my bias looked Taylor, But if you look at it, those two yeah. knockdowns were the difference on the they judges' were. scorecards. I mean, it's 114-112 across the board. Two points, two knockdowns. Um, without those two knockdowns, you have swing rounds. You know, could have been a lot closer then. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. absolutely. Um, they're evenly matched. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they're both undefeated and had two belts. Yeah, and now, right. now Taylor becomes a sixth man in the four-belt era to attain the undisputed status. Now, he can actually say, I'm the undisputed champion of the world. And I'm from Scotland. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I started looking, it got me curious to see who were the other five men? Okay. So do you know who yeah. the other five men are? Um, I don't think so. so I've, I've seen them in something, but not. I'm not probably going to butcher these names, but uh, uh, Oski Lander, you Usyk. Oh, Usyk, cruiserweight. He moved up. Yeah, he moved, he moved up. up. He just yeah. moved up. Yeah. Yeah. Bernard Hopkins. We all know who that guy yeah, is. He, he did in the middleweight. Jermaine Taylor, middleweight. Jermaine Taylor, yeah. And Terrence Crawford in junior welterweight. Yeah, and then junior. He moved up. Yeah, and then he moved up. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Do you have you thought about what's next for Taylor? Uh, gosh, uh, I haven't. Uh, it's almost like he should be fighting. Let me look here. Well, I mean, according to the yeah. internet, yeah, a lot of people want him to fight Terrence Crawford. They're not in the same division. Well, are they? no, they're not in the same division. Okay. Taylor would have to go up one, but you can see Taylor's big. I mean, he came in big. As Terrence as, Crawford, though, man, he yeah, he's a different level. I yeah, think. Yeah, I would. I can't see a downside of him fighting Tank Davis, which Tank Davis is a couple of uh, weight classes down, but he's okay. trying to move up anyway. Okay, and so I feel that a Tank Davis, uh, Josh Taylor fight would be an excellent pay per view. And what what is uh, what is his record? He's undefeated. Oh, he's undefeated. Yeah. And he's Tank in the Davis. same division? He's a couple of divisions down. Oh, so he'd have to move he up. He would have to move up. But he's he's big. He's He always has to really cut weight to meet his limit that he's currently fighting at. So if he would just, he could walk around at this weight class, I'm sure. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, division rankings. So why, why would we not give Regis... Poor Grace. Yeah, he already, Taylor already fought him. He won. Oh. He won the championship against okay. him. So if we look, and this is not updated, of course, because this just happened. Right. But um, for the what is it? The super lightweight. Um. Now Josh Taylor has all the belts now. Jose Cepeda. He fought before. He did. He fought on the same fight. He card. did. He did not look as good as I thought he would against. Um, a journeyman kind of thing, yeah, guy, one that's been there, done Lundy. that. Yeah, Lundy. Yeah. Lundy, Lundy is a, is a great boxer. Yeah, but he's he's a little bit past his prime. And his notable loss was to Terrence Crawford. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and Cepeda fought him, but it fought him to decision, and it yeah. was it was one of those that you you would figure the youth of Jose Cepeda would outshine the experience. Of uh, Lundy, but Lundy, he kept his his game. He kept um in there. He kept in the fight, and um, he gave him a fight. Well, they here's the here's the knock on Cepeda. They they say mm-hmm. is depending on what his opponent brings that night to to the boxing ring mm-hmm. is what he does. So if if his opponent is conservative, patient, mm-hmm. then Cepeda is going to fight like that. If uh-huh. if his opponent is 
fierce and 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 driving towards him and and throwing a, a lot of uh, strikes and stuff, then that's what Cepeda's going to do. So Lundy is the guy that was patient and yeah. and he he lacks some that's of the skills, true. right? Yeah. So Cepeda's going to could be patient with yeah. him. That's true. Yeah. Um. But I don't. There is a mandatory for the WBL right now, and it's going to be Jack Catterall. And that's a mandatory for this weight class. So the weight class, so the next fight for Josh Taylor of the WBO um, to defend his WBO belt has to be a Jack Catterall. He's, Catterall. In, the, he's in the same division, yes? Same division, okay. Jack Catterall. It's, he's a number one um, contender, Okay. mandatory. Um, and if he doesn't fight that mandatory, he loses that belt. Well, I, I hope he fights it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think he'll fight it. I mean, look, he's a, like you said, he's a six man in history. He's going to make sure he tries to fight yeah. every belt. He the can. only reason that he could move to fight someone else would be if he moves up in class and fights him. And then he doesn't lose the belt? He won't lose the belt because he's not fighting that weight class. Uh-huh. So he could go up to fight Terrence Car- Crawford. Wow, that would be a he- hell of a fight, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens right here uh, with this one. And then Jose Ramirez, it's just back to the drawing board. I mean, I believe that was his first loss. Yeah, I mean, it was his first loss, and and uh, maybe take some time off a little bit, and then reevaluate, and just see, just see what Taylor does in the next fight, and then maybe that's some fight to make. Jose Ramirez versus Cepeda. Yeah, well, that's interesting you say that because the la- the last uh, uh, where's my notes here. Uh, Cepeda lost to Ramirez. Oh, I mean, so they've already fought. Yeah, they've already fought. Yeah, see, then there's, I mean, they've already fought. Uh, maybe Regis Progress. That was another fight. Maybe yeah, that he could, I, she could I think fight. So yeah, come back on that one. That would be yeah. a really good fight. Really yeah. good fight. Um. Well, that's uh, that's that boxing. What do you think about that boxing match? I'm on a scale of one to ten, for Ramirez Taylor. Yeah. For me. It's a ten. I, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was back and forth. Same for for me. Yeah. But I I give it a yeah high nine right because it's one of the fight oh, of the yeah. year so far. Oh yeah. I mean that you know in my opinion of course. Um, next up we have um, this weekend we have a big set of matches. We do. We we have a uh, another great boxing match. I think. Yeah. WBC um, um, lightweight championship fight. Twelve rounds. Devin Haney. Haney. Jorge Linares. Linares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's for Haney's WBC lightweight title. Yeah. Now, Haney is the dream. He's 22 years old from USA. He's 25-0, and 0, 15 KOs, third title defense since 2019. We then got uh, Larynis. His name is El Nino, and is, he's 35 years old from Venezuela, 47-5, 20 KOs, and is a former holder of the WBA, WBC, and the ring lightweight lightweight belts. He's held at least one of them from 2014 to 2018. I'll start with Linares. Okay. A lot of people want to look at his record and say, well, he's maybe a pushover. Five losses. 47. He's experienced, obviously, right? Um, 47 and five. Um, but those are big five. Those losses are to big-time competition. Yeah. One of those losses was to Vasily Lomachenko. And so Lomachenko is the beast of the division. Right, number two. Yeah. I mean, of course, he lost. Lomachenko lost to Teofimo Lopez. But, Which is number one. Yeah. Right. So, But anyways, um, Linares has power. He has uh, uh, 29 knockouts, 29 knockouts in his 47 wins. You know, so he's he's not someone to take lightly. 
But man, I don't know if it, if uh, Devin Haney is actually ready for uh, Linatus. I you mean, know, in my opinion, so? I mean, I just I think that's a really big step up in competition. I mean, of course, the last fight for Devin Haney was Yorkies Gamboa. Yeah, Gamboa is a great fighter. Yeah. Um, but he is seasoned veteran also. You know, he's got a little, he's got some time on him. But other than that, he doesn't have a lot of big names. So this is actually going to be the first, if you count Gamboa, maybe the second big name that he's going to fight um, in his young career. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is coming down to the younger talent, quickness and talent against experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, if I'm picking in this one, which I am, I'm going to go with El Nino. I think that his wow. age and experience is going to. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, for my pick, if we're going to go ahead and do picks. Yes. It's um, going to be Devin Haney. Wow. Okay. Um, it's just because I just think that his youth, um, he's got so much to lose in the first place. And, you know, he's, he's uh, Mayweather's uh, protege. Oh, I didn't with his protege. Okay. Um, and if he loses, he loses a chance to fight bigger fights in the future, such as Orion Garcia. They've been calling each other out. Uh, Tank Davis, I think. Shakur, maybe Shakur Stevenson. And, you know, just someone in those those higher, younger names. And, you know, this is one of the young guys in the young crops of the, um, the future of boxing right now. And right. so Devin Haney, I, I think he pulls this one out. Okay. So you can catch Devin Haney fighting um, Leonardis, um, Jose Leonardis, this Saturday on the Zone app. And so the next fight that we're going to cover this week, this weekend, is Nord- Nordain Ovali versus Donito Donaire. Um, this is going to be a good fight. I yeah, it looks like uh, Francis is seventeen and zero with twelve KOs. And Donaire is forty and six with twenty six KOs. Did you say what was uh his his record? Ovali. Uh, he is seventeen and yeah. zero. No, you're right. I mean, it's uh, it's a very big test for uh, Ovali. Donaire was actually the cream of the crop of his division um, up until recently. I think he lost. Um, he lost to oh, anyway. But you know, now Donaire is trying to come back up um, to the division. Um, he's ranked number one contender in the WBC. Okay. He's fighting for the WBC Bantamweight Championship against, of course, um, like you said, Abali. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Got a 34-year-old versus a 38-year-old. Both orthodox fighting stance. Yeah, and it looks like there's three men that, uh, have all the belts in the Bantamweight. So, um, yeah, this would, this would be good if he could, if he could, uh, beat. Yeah, interesting Obama. fact. Um, Donaire lost to Inouye, but oh, really? But oh, um, Ovali just beat Inouye for the belt. So Donaire is now fighting for the belt again that he lost to Inouye. So it's kind of full circle here. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's going to be a real good fight, I believe. I mean, I think um, there's going to be some fireworks. It looks like uh, Ovali has 12 wins by knockout out of his 17 wins, so he's got a pretty good knockout rate rate right now. Um, Donaire, out of his 40 wins, um, 26 are by knockout, so he has a little about a 50 percent, a little bit more than a 50 percent knockout rate. So um, who are you picking? I think I'm going with age and experience. Uh, he's been there before. I think he'll be patient. And uh, I think he's going to overwhelm 
uh, France, Francis. France. Well, he's from France. Oh, he's from France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I keep saying France. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Obali. Obali. Yeah. I think, Obali. I think that's, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to take the, the older gentleman. You know, I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be on this other side. 17 and 0. I mean, that's uh this is a real big step for this guy, but he's fought in a way. So in a way is a, is a killer too. So he beat him by unanimous decision. So I'll box them. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Ovali for okay. this one, for his right. 18th win. And so you can catch this fight um, live on Showtime this Saturday. Okay. May All 29th. Right. Any yeah. news on boxing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you got some good news. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start with, well, the saga that is Fury versus oh. Joshua. Uh, August 14th in Saudi Arabia for the undisputed heavyweight championship. And then last week came out that <laughs> apparently in the contract for Wilder and apparently. Fury that there was a uh, clause for a rematch. I guess it wasn't highlighted. It wasn't really known. That it was fine print. It was a fine print. Right? Yeah. Shout out to the lawyers. Yeah. For, uh, Wilder's lawyers putting that fine print there. And then the next thing you know, uh, you're watching the boxing, the incredible boxing match between Ramirez and, and, and Taylor, and there is Fury signing the contract. <laughs> and what a character! Yeah, uh, that that was that was like icing on the cake for me for that whole night. But now it is signed, uh, Fury and Wilder three, July 24th in Las Vegas. Yeah, live from the T-Mobile Arena. I read it's a 60-40 split for. Um, for uh, Tyson Fury, yes. As far as the money, yeah, because uh, that was another fine print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you? Th- so what? Early on, where where do you see that fight going? Uh, you know, I can't, I can't deny it. I can't deny it. it's going to be Fury. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't see unless Wilder learned how to box. And me saying me being a yeah. non-boxer, right? But right. unless Wilder um, learned how to box between last time he fought and right. now. I, I see the same result. And I forgot in the second match that he didn't come out after the second round, uh, after the sixth round. I, f- I forgot they stopped it. Yeah, he, they, yeah, they, uh, it was a, yeah, t- the corner stopped in the towel. Yeah. yeah. So then do you see it going the same way as the first one where it went to the scorecards or the second one where he's uh, going to no, get beat up? It's, I think it's a knockout, another knockout or a technical knockout. Early, late, middle? Middle. Middle? Yeah. Same, same, same result. Thing. I think so. I mean, okay. Again, I think you go back to what does Fury have to lose? He has to lose that hundreds of millions of dollar fight yeah. against yeah. Anthony Joshua, which Anthony Joshua um, actually has got a has a mandatory fight probably in the fall against Usyk. Yes, that's the next thing he's yeah. he's, he's, he's got to fight that, which I guess uh, is for the WBO, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a guy we talked about earlier where yeah. he's one of six men, yeah, that to unify to unify yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited for both fights, though. I'm, yeah. I, I'm excited, and we'll, we'll obviously talk about that in a couple yeah. weeks. The other news I had was boxer Caleb Plant. Okay. What's unify the super middleweight crown with Canelo <laughs> Alvarez? So, for me, that's exciting because they're unifying, trying to unify. Yeah, and it looks like it's probably going to be around September. I mean, that's if, if, if the moon is aligned right, right. Uh, all the stars are aligned. Um, it looks like a, this is Cesar Setiembre fight, which is a big boxing fight night. For um, you know Latin American, oh, you know, okay. yeah, it's a, it's like a boxing ritual that fights big fights, especially Mexican fighters or Mexican American fighters fight on a Mexican Independence Weekend. 
So that's going to probably going to be the the setting. And are they wanting to do it in Mexico, or you think it's going to be? Uh, probably America? it's going to be in America. I okay. mean, I okay. think Caleb. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be okay. it, most likely. I mean, nine ninety nine percent sure in America. And, and we'll talk about it more in coming weeks. But yeah. do you think he even stands a chance? Because Carmen. No. Car- Alvarez just looks unstoppable did, right now. I don't know if you saw the last Caleb Plant fight. I, ha- I did um, not versus uh, Truex, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it was it was a back and forth. I mean, but if you're back and forth with uh, someone that's not necessarily uh, top of the line boxer, mm-hmm. how are you going to go with uh, the man? Yeah, he you is the man. Me? You know what I mean? So Absolutely. pound for pound, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 an interesting news right there. Yeah, right. That, that becomes a, that's signed real quick. And we can get, you know, started to prepare. Hopefully it's in Texas. Maybe it's something we can attend. And maybe we have a trend going where they're all trying to unify stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I'm yeah, excited. That'd be good. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, news I came, I uh, come across okay. is um, Earl Spence versus Manny Pacquiao has been signed for August 21st in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, my gosh. Pacquiao, 42 years old, hasn't fought since 2019 uh, when he defeated Keith Thurman be a split decision to retain his WBA belts, which he's already vacated. Um, so this is going to be a long layoff. He's going to come back to fight yeah. the pick of the litter here in that weight class, Errol Spence. I don't know how this is going to bode for Pacquiao. I know that he is a, uh, a veteran, and I'm sure that he's going to put everything into it. Yeah, but, I mean, what do you think about I mean, as far as uh, how that's going to end I up. think he's going to get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's not far from what I'm, I'm thinking either because, I mean, Spence, I think he's 5'10", whereas um, Pacquiao's like 5'6". Yeah. So there's a big height discrepancy. I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I guess it depends who shows up, which Manny Pacquiao shows up. Is it that really experienced boxer that um, with the power, you know, power is the last thing to go? But I mean, you got a forty-two-year-old versus a thirty-one-year-old, five-five versus five-ten, sixty-six-inch reach versus a seventy-two-inch reach. Both are southpaw. Um, One's coming off a two-year, nearly two-year layoff. The other one just fought Danny Garcia. Yeah, it's one of those things that the tail of the tape says it's going to be a hundred percent Spence. But again, sixty-two and seven—that's what six seventy-one fights that. The Pacquiao, I, you know, I think this is his swan song, but I and don't I, think it's a swan song he's going to be yeah, winning. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it's a little bit of a money grab. I think Spence has a big name. He gets a fight. People are going to tune in because it's Pacquiao. He has his, his whole nation behind him. Yeah. Um, but I just think in the end, uh, youth is definitely going to be experience. Yeah, I again, I, I see Spence winning this one. But, of course, you yeah. know, we'll see. We'll see. Um. Going into the fight here in August, a couple months away. I yeah. mean, it's, that's interesting that fights can be made and fought within two months. Yeah. And then, you know, start training. I guess Spence and Pacquiao have two months to get prepared for the fight. Six weeks, I guess, a, a typical training camp is yeah. going to be like six for to eight boxing, weeks. it is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, that's going to be interesting. So, um, any other news on boxing? That's all I have. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't have anything else on news and boxing. And, and like um, you said, it's 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 a off weekend for you know it's Memorial weekend and yeah, just a boxing yeah. weekend now yeah. this weekend. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. 
Um, so where are we in the standings? All right. Well, <laughs> it was a little weeks. rough. After two weeks. After right? two weeks, it was a little rough for you. Uh, <laughs> you sure was. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> in, in MMA, uh, you had one out of six. Yeah. And I had four out of six. Wow. Um, and then in the boxing, you had Ramirez and I had Taylor. So I uh, got a point for that. So. We're sitting grand total of two weeks. We're sitting Allen seven and Daniel three. We had a fight shed survey. So we have a lot of our listeners um, participate. Here we go. Oh, wow. Looking, looking back at our survey, um, let's see who's going to eat crow, right? <laughs> right, right. So we had uh, 66% that went for Garbrandt and uh, 30% font. So 66% of us. Need to eat some crow on he, that one. He's a fan favorite, though. Sure is, right? Yeah. His is a name out there, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next fight, we had uh, Jan versus Esparza. 66% Esparza yep. and uh, 33% Jan. Yep. Um, for the heavyweight bout, we had 50-50 split for Tafa and Vandera. And that fight was 50-50. Sure was. Yep. Um, then we had a shocker here, right? Ooh, the shocker of right. the night. Spencer versus Dumon. 100% picked uh, Spencer. With yeah. With uh, Dumont with she a win. She had experience. Then uh, we had Hermanson versus Shabazian. Uh, another split, 50-50%. Which we, we said that it could have gone either way. Could have gone, yeah. And for the boxing, uh, this is one where we had 83% choosing what? Ramirez. And only 18% choosing Taylor. So 18, 88% of us, or 83% of us, has to eat some crow. Yeah, and I guess I'm one of the 16%. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. Nice. So, well, shout out to everyone that participated in the survey. Be sure yeah. to catch this week's survey. Um, it's going to be just the boxing, just two sh- two uh, fights. So, be sure make sure you participate, you vote, and uh, you know, continuing uh, supporting us. Absolutely, and and you know, coming up in the next few weeks, it's going to get busier again. So, you know, we'll, we're going to enjoy the the spotlight of boxing, and then we'll be right back at it on UFC. Going back to the standings, where where do I stand? Where do you stand on the yeah, standings? Yeah, total total for the week, right. two weeks. All right, so total for the two weeks, you are at a uh, large three three points, <laughs> and I am at a poultry seven points. Three. <laughs> <laughs> but we have two, we so go. we have two. Yeah, uh, uh, we have two this week, and yeah, we, we both, picked opposites. Yeah, so that's a so big, you can gain two. Yeah, I can gain some. That's right. right that's right. That's good. Well, you have anything else to close out the week? I don't. I hope everybody has a great Memorial Safe weekend. Enjoy the boxing this weekend. Thank you to everyone. Thank you for continuing to listening to our show. We hope to be back next week and recap this week's fights and predictions. Um, Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's it for this week. I'm Daniel. I'm Alan. Y'all have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting.